This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, a.m. on Wednesday, the 8th of March. You are listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokdar with Keith Kam and Philip C. Now, in half an hour, we are going to discuss how to close the global gender gap in senior management. It is, after all, International Women's Day. But we, as always, we're going to kickstart the morning with a look at how global markets closed overnight. Yeah, so when I look at it, I feel really, really sad for my unit trusts. Uh, <laughs> it was a sharp <laughs> Sell off after comments from federal Re- from the uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. He suggested that rates may need to go higher for a little bit longer, and this is fueling fears of a potentially larger hike at the central bank's next policy meeting. So the Dow ended one point seven percent lower. The S and P five hundred was down one and a half percent. The Nasdaq was down one point three percent earlier in the day before they knew all this was happening. The Nikkei was up zero point three percent. The Hang Seng was down zero point three percent. Shanghai's Composite was down one point one percent. Singapore's STI was up 0.2% and the FBM KLCI ended 0.4% higher. The question, Keith, was when did you buy those unit trusts? (laughs) Over a period of time. Okay, dollar cost averaging then. Well, uh, let's get some insights into what's moving markets. Uh, We have Jack Cousy, Director for Strategy of VFS Group in Sydney, on the line with us. Good morning, Jack. Let's start off with news coming out of Australia. Yesterday, the RBA delivered what observers have called a dovish hike, increasing the interest rate by 25 bips, but also signaling a potential pause in this tightening cycle, what's going to factor into how they move forward on policy direction? Good morning. Happy International Women's Day. And keep keep averaging down. That is not financial advice, I must say. But um, you're right. We did have our 10th rate hike in a row, um, which has brought the average cost to the Australian household by $25,000 up. So, Households in Australia are certainly feeling the pinch. Now, we saw the market in Australia pop after the announcement because it indicated that there may be a pause to our central bank's rate hikes that are coming through. And the reason for that was our uh, governor indicated that you know inflation was coming under control um, and that they were seeing areas in the economy where they felt better about inflation and therefore... The word he used was consecutive rates, and this time he used rates. So it's an indication we'll probably get a pause most likely in May. I think they'll go one more time. Um, But it's certainly starting to tighten the belt here in Australia. But look, we've got a big issue here. We've got high house prices, and we've got a massive amount of debt. We're actually the second largest debt-ridden country in the world in terms of OECD, and our household-to-income ratio is actually the highest in the world. So... Any push in interest rates certainly help, um, hurts the common Australian. But we've got two things that may not allow inflation to come off. The first one is we've got a wave of Chinese tourists that are now entering the country and they're cashed up and they're ready to spend. And one of their most popular destinations is Australia, which means most likely the hotel prices, restaurant prices, tourist prices are going to continue to rise which may put a dampener on this pause that we have. And the other factor that the RBA must um, take into account here is the Australian to US dollar. Now, we saw um, Jerome Powell last night say we're going higher for longer. There's an interest rate differential that plays in. And for those listeners listening out there, money flows to the higher interest rate. So if we don't peg with the US, 
that means money's going to flow into the U.S. market, which means the Aussie dollar may continue to weaken. And if that, that does, we are still a high importing nation for everything other than resources, which means we might import inflation. So the governor's trying to thread the needle here. Um, I still think he's done a good job. I still think we're going to get one more rate hike, and then I think we'll see a pause. Some economists are saying that we're probably going to lower interest rates on Melbourne Cup Day, which is our famous race, which is in November, but that's yet to be seen. And Jack, uh, what do you? What's the prognosis for the Aussie dollar then going forward? I mean, uh, you've got you've got foreign tourists coming in. You've got higher interest rates. You talk about the yeah. interest differentials. Um, it's yeah. it, it it's definitely weakened overnight after the rate hike announcement, right? Yeah, it it definitely did. Even though they rate hike, and I think it weakened because of the fact that he indicated that there was going to be a pause, and then we saw Jerome come out. Um, you know, last night our time. Um, saying, you know, we're going for higher for longer. We're going to be more consistent. And you saw the two-year absolutely go bananas uh, during that time. So my anticipation, particularly with commodity prices coming off, is that you're going to see a lower Australian dollar over time, um, which makes a it's, – it's harder to invest overseas. Uh, well, that makes it better to invest in U.S. assets for us. But if you had to put me on the spot, I'd say lower for the Aussie dollar as we go. Now, shifting to your favourite topic, tech, the tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite has registered two straight months of growth this far, outpacing the Dow Jones and S&P 500. Is this a sign that tech stocks are recovering from the great sell-off of 2022? Well, I'm going to have to correct you. My favourite topic is Chinese tech. My <laughs> second favourite topic is overall tech. Um, look, I think it's got more to do with it was just a beaten up sector last year right don't get me wrong very bullish tech going forward will be and always have been Um, but i think it's more of a okay what was the worst performing sector last year there's still a lot of cash on the sidelines you know value and commodities and energy did quite well um where can i rotate to and i think we've seen that rotation into tech the outlook doesn't look good you know we're Recently, just overnight, we saw Meta lay off another round or indicate they're going to lay off another round of employees. We've seen that from a lot of the tech companies going forward, indicating that you know balance sheets aren't as looking as good as they thought they was. Do I believe that tech will be outperformer towards the back half of the year? Yes. Do I believe it's going to be bumpy over the next couple of months, particularly after what Jerome signaled last night? I think we're in for a bumpy ride. Yeah, I mean, I just want to focus on your second favorite topic then and also building on this meta result, right, uh, on this layoffs. You know, he did declare this year to be the year of efficiency. I wish every year in my life was the year of efficiency, but that's not the case. But, you know, when you see where the the stock is trading, it's about, you know, half where it was in the peak of 2022. Where do you see it move, you know? Of course, we're not going to go back to 2022 levels where it was nearly trading at 380, but it's hit close to 200, 250 then. Yeah, I don't know what the reverse of the Midas touch is, but um, Zuckerberg at the moment has the absolute reverse of the Midas touch. Uh, anything he touches turned to, I won't say the word, but it's a tough one here for Meta. Um, you know, you just look at, you've now seen a pivot from the verse to AI and this new language that they've come out with. Don't get me wrong, they've got a lot of data but are they behind the eight ball? I mean, how far are they behind Microsoft 
and Google in this new AI scheme, after this massive and expensive pivot, you look at the goggles, um, the binoculars, my understanding is, yeah, they sold 20 million units, but no one's using them. Um, And then you have that iOS update, which really hurt their advertising revenue. You know, this is now becoming a stock you don't want to own, you know, where it was, you know, uh, put it in the basket and, and, and wait. This is a key, key, crucial year for Meta. Um, you know, the shining light that they have is Instagram. But without Instagram, you know, wh- where is the growth going to come from? Uh, and this is going to be a tough one. And, and this is now in, I hate to say it, but this is now in the sell basket for me. Let's um, end the conversation looking over at um, China, uh, Jack. Recently, the stock exchanges of Shanghai, Shenzhen and Hong Kong expanded their cross-border trading programs by more than a thousand stocks. So what likely impact on fund flows do you think this will have for local and foreign equity investors? Yeah, this is a further move by the Chinese to open up um, their financial markets. So this is after the move in June last year, I think it was June, where they opened up ETF crossings. Um, between that south and northbound connect, um, which led to a lot of inflows and outflows, obviously, because you're going in and out of those connects. Uh, This is great. Um, This means not only will be the transfer between Hong Kong and the mainland increase, it'll also allow foreign buyers to get, you know, uh, Chinese stocks that they couldn't own, some of these industrials, some of these microchips, um, some of these healthcare stocks within China. This is just another move um, by the administration to open up their markets in a consecutive and well strategic manner. So I think this is only good for China. We recently saw them come up with a 5% GDP target. I believe they will hit that. Um, and I continue to remain bullish on this economy going forward. Jack, thanks very much for the chat. That was Jack Cousy, Director for Strategy at VFS Group, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving forward, uh, moving the markets in the days and weeks ahead. Ever the tech bull, but ever more the China tech bull. Well, less bullish now about the tech sector in the US. I think poo-pooed a bit Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Midas (laughs) touch. What's the anti-Midas touch? Um, When you turn something to salt or stone or coal or something. Like not, (laughs) is it? I, I was I was very interested with what he was talking about uh, it, with with regards to the Australian dollar because uh, I my observations had always been every time you increase interest rates that particular currency would always benefit but in this mm. case they did so uh, the hints were, were 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 there but it came on the back of what Jerome Powell said which was a little bit more ag- aggressive I yeah. mean the the Aussie dollar was three oh two to the ringgit uh, yesterday and it's two ninety four two ninety seven today that's right so it's so funny how markets react to a little little changes, little comments, whatever rhetoric's coming out there. Uh, It is 7.18 a.m. We're heading into some messages, but we'll continue looking at the top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.